Welcome to season two of the Pioneer Podcast, Engagement, Conversations, and Connections. I'm Teresa Lauterbeck. Today we have with us Ruth Hofspian. I hope I'm saying that right. She is a speaker, author, and a podcast host. And today on, on this episode, we are going to talk to her all about her podcast and how she developed it and when she began. So, hello, Ruth. How are you doing today? Thank you, Teresa. I, I'm doing really well, and I'm happy to be here today. Well, let's get started. The name of your podcast is Out of the Darkness. So could you give us a little backstory about that and when you started it and why and how you came up with that name? Well, for a while, I, you know, for a couple of years, I had wanted to start a podcast. The, the desire to get my story out and my journey out of, you know, what I had been going through just resonated with me. But I didn't know what to do, how to do it, where to start. Until sometime last year uh, in May, I released a book and I knew I had to start my podcast, not, not necessarily to attach it to the book, but the response I was getting from people about telling my story. So that's the reason I started. I thought that it was going to be a platform of sharing my knowledge and whatever else. So I started planning for it. I think it was the early part of fall. By November, I had decided on the name Out of the Darkness because it, it was talking about all of us who go through dark times, whether it's a trauma or some kind of an experience in our life, and come out on the other side where there's a hope and you know there's there is something for us waiting for us. So that that's where the name came out for out of the darkness. Now I had no idea how to upload it or get it onto the different platforms and spread it to all of the different markets out there. So I actually hired someone to help me with my first three episodes. So she helped me um, figure out all the technical things, you know, what mm -hmm. I needed to do, how I want, needed to do it, which allowed me to get more into the creative instead of focusing on how to do things. I focused on what really meant a lot, but she was a great teacher. Uh, you know, after three episodes, I also could not afford for someone to run my podcast. So I learned really quickly um, on how to do this. And, you know, now I'm, I'm a one man show or one woman show. And yeah. that is what I do. I, I run this um, awesome podcast, which actually went from me talking about my experiences and and being sort of a teaching platform to a platform where I have the most amazing guests telling me their own stories and how they have gotten through some difficult times in their lives. Uh, speaking of guests, what was one of the most interesting guests that you've had on your podcast? Teresa, that's like asking which is my favorite child out of the three. <laughs> You know, it it's it really is difficult, but I'll tell you what type of guest is my favorite. The yeah. ones that know how to tell a good story mm -hmm. and how to have a conversation with me. So it's not necessarily, I don't like doing interviews. That's my least favorite type. What I like is start off with a leading question and letting the person start to unravel their story. And I'm a, I, I've, realize I'm very fascinated about people's journey in life. So I just ask them the questions and 
I hope that they're able to tell me a story, you know, that will be um, meaningful. And, and my, you know, my listeners and viewers will be able to relate to it. Nobody has really let me down. Um, there's always something that you can relate to with Out of the Darkness. So I- I'm loving it so far. That's fabulous. Now, what you said on the technical side, you had somebody teaching you how to right do well, all of she, that. So, yeah, she she didn't really teach me. That wasn't the reason why I hired her. What she does is a, she's a podcast manager, and she really helped me uh, upload the the first few you know like how to get onto the platform for podcasting so there are different processes you know she she taught me that you know before you start off with your podcast release an introductory podcast introduce yourself to people so a short little teaser a few weeks before the launch of your podcast and then the week that you're launching your podcast rather than just releasing one episode release three that's the recommended out there so that people Mm -hmm. will listen to you and get to know you and want to know you know to to follow up with you the following week so you sort of dump three episodes on people you know she taught me how to create the right kind of show notes and and how to write the good descriptions and what to, you know what is it that we need to put out there so i learned th- those aspects of a podcast now it was an audio podcast when i started with her but very quick quickly by the second and third week it became video and audio so i release both of those uh on two different pl- uh platforms i use buzzsprout for my podcasts and I use YouTube for my, uh, um, for my videos. I, I love it. It's the best way for me to do it. Okay. Have you tried uh, Spotify for podcasts, podcasters yet? I have no, yeah, no, I have not. I, I started on Buzzsprout. I have too many things going on at the same time. I have too many balls. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm, I've been writing. I'm speaking. I've got my podcast. I'm doing so much that at this point, I love what I'm, you know, Buzzsprout is doing. I love uh, the analytics that come with it. I, I love the fact that I can upload it. Um, there's a new mastering uh, segment to it where if the audio is not good, you pay a little bit more every month, it'll fix your audio, you know, to balance it out. There's so many little things right now. I like it. I, I've looked at Spotify and different things, but I think right now, for the near future, I'm sticking with Buzzsprout. Okay. <laughs> now, one of the questions that we have that comes up all the time in our club is to, as to whether or not you have pre-formatted questions. Do you send your guests questions ahead of time or you in no, improv? No, I improv. I can't do the pre-written. I have, uh, so I'm a faith-based podcast and the whole concept of it was transformation, redemption, and renewal. So there are certain points that I really want my guests to talk about. So I have those questions. I have those, but it's not, um, I, I haven't told them what my questions are. I'm going off of what they tell me. So if they tell me X, Y, Z, 
is it Z in the States? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll ask them one of the many questions that I have that will sort of repeat it's sort of underlying questions on all of my podcasts. I want to know sort of, uh, you know, how did their faith play into their recovery? If it's a story of addiction, uh, you know, how did this happen or that happen? So I do not send them questions. I don't actually meet with my guests until the day of my recording. I, I do research on them. I look around online, I listen to podcasts or videos that they've done, I may even read a book that they've just published. Uh, I, I, I spend quite a bit of time, I don't know about other podcasts, but I can spend several hours sometimes getting to know my guests before they come on. So I know their story. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm prepared to be able to ask them the right questions. You sound like you, you do things the same way I do. <laughs> and I I naturally, I just kind of fell into it. Mine's an accidental podcast. I didn't even know I was mm. podcasting. <laughs> I was just doing interviews. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's important. You know, you, you connect with your guest at some level, right? Because every guest you connect differently. and mm-hmm. And I think it's a play off of each other, which makes it, uh, for an interesting podcast. Now, what is uh, you've you've uh, you hired help to get it started? What what's some of the other major obstacle that you have problems with uh, speaking skills or anything else that kind of made it difficult to get your podcast started? I think my biggest difficulty was because I initially was going to do a solo podcast. It was going to be me uh, covering certain subjects. S- certain things. But I I realized that wasn't what I was meant to do for this season. Uh And so switching that mindset of, okay, I need to prepare for a solo podcast to finding guests. And initially, because I wasn't 100% drilled into what my podcast was about, I mean, I knew in general ideas, but with each guest, I really drilled down to what it is that I want. So, you know, you see a progression of my podcasts and my guests, and you see the difference, you know, when I look back, what it is, I think that was the most difficult. I would say the second most difficult thing is to make it interesting for everybody, not for a specific market, because I want anyone that, you know, happens to come on to my, uh, you know, come by my podcast to be able to say, oh, I got something out of it, not just to click through. Um, Otherwise, no, speaking, I don't don't think I have a problem. I've spoken in front of many, you know, like thousands in the past. So I'm not afraid of I think I'm more shy on the one-on-one uh-huh. than standing in front of a thousand, ten thousand people and speaking. Um, I think there's an element of an actress in me. So when I get up to speak in front of ten thousand, I'm in the zone. I can do it. It's the one-on-one, you know, like walking into a party yeah. <laughs> and, and, and meeting people I don't know. That is the worst thing you could ask me to do is walk into a room of unknowns, unless you give me a task. If you tell me you're a greeter, then I'm mm-hmm. on, you know, like it's like acting for me. It's a very different um, mindset when I'm in that zone. Good. Uh, 
a little bit, one more question here about, you said, mentioned finding a guest. I found you through a Facebook group yes. uh, for a podcast collaborative. Is that where you find most of your guests as well, or do you? I would say most of them, yes. I also started to um, go on other podcasts with subjects that I was being attracted to and looking at their guests and Mm -hmm. seeing who they had. And if there was a guest that I was really attracted to, I reached out to them. Let me tell you, I didn't think some of my guests would respond to me because, you know, I mean, they're on so many different things at a different level. But, you know, when you give someone a platform to speak about something they're passionate about, I I would say go for it. Don't worry about people saying no, because for every person that says no, there's like two, three people begging you to be on your podcast. So, don't go to the other extreme of just getting anyone on your podcast. Make sure they fit what you are trying to do. There's that happy medium, you know, of of getting people you want and meeting new people as well. Yes, I, I understand that exactly. I was, I'm a faith-based person as well. And mm. somebody applied and they had the F-bomb in their domain name. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not even going to go there because there's no way I can right. promote your domain name with that. Yeah. In there. So, yes. I, I, yeah. I think when you're, when you're, you're looking for guests, be discerning. If mm-hmm. you're a faith-based uh, podcaster, I think you need to know what it is that you are doing within that, uh, that faith area you know, unless you're doing a very secular kind of a podcast, then, you know, any guest will do. Mine is truly, like you said, a very faith-based podcast. So I I adhere to my own rules and moral compass, not anyone else's mine, but what's between me and God. So if that person fits into that, I, I may not agree with it, what they're, they, they're going to say or understand them but they fit into that mold you know that sort of that that person i'm looking for okay one last little bit do you you have one short piece of advice for new podcasters start don't wait for for everything to be perfect don't worry about the description don't worry about your photo don't worry about your graphics don't worry about your mic well no let me backtrack on that one i would say your audio is the only thing that you should think about everything else can can you can ramp up fix and and you know correct but your audio you'll lose people with the audio just work on that one before you start Fabulous. Well, thank you for being a guest today. And this has been a production of the Podcast Pioneers Toastmasters Club in District 46 for Season 2, Engagements, Connections, and Conversations. Uh, Many thanks to our club president, Bipin Shandriani, our vice president of education, Stella Umana, our designer Sue Brooks and our project manager Jeremy Shatton and thanks for listening and thank you again Ruth for coming on and and talking to us all about your podcast today my pleasure